KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time now for our weekly look at the economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Lots to talk about, specifically a lot of jobs news. Let's get to it. All right, so let's talk jobs. On Thursday, uh, first-time jobless claims, I believe lowest number of the pandemic, about 340,000 initial filings. That's good. Uh, But then we kind of get smacked in the mouth by the overall jobs report uh, on Friday today. People were looking for more than 700,000 jobs created. Uh, Instead, we get just 235,000. Unemployment rate did fall to 5.2%, but uh, a big miss there. And, you know, we were talking off the air. I think this kind of starts and ends with the Delta variant, no? You're absolutely correct, Matt. We can look to that and it could happen again in the future if there's another variant. Look, we're we're still going through the process learning about about COVID-19 and we're learning how to deal with it as as a country, as a business, as an employer and an employee. Absolutely, the numbers weren't that good. However, numbers from last month were revised upward. This is ongoing. We're gonna see lots of things happen in the next couple of weeks. People are back to school. Uh, People are already gonna start their Christmas shopping. So maybe this Delta variant was just one glitch that happened for one month. Now, I realize that GDP may not be as large as we thought come third quarter, but it's still gonna be positive. There was some good news when you dig into it. Past that, uh, those revisions from previous months, which is good, uh, wages continued to rise on a year over year and a monthly basis. They beat estimates in both cases, uh, 4.3% higher year over year and the 0.6% higher on a monthly basis. That's really good news. That is good news. And as we spoke about this maybe three or four months ago, it's not the government pushing the wages up. It's supply and demand. It's employers saying we are willing to pay more to get people to come back to work. We're telling them to get vaccinated. We're telling people to, to be safe, social distancing, um, use whatever guidelines they are, CDC and other guidelines that the states may have. But the wages, I'll take that. I'll take 4% wage uh, at this point during a massive global pandemic eight started that started 18 months ago, Matt. And kind of putting a a bow on all this talk about jobs, it just kind of shows the unevenness of our moment. You can't get too excited. You can't kind of get too down. This is going to be an an uneven road until we get back to, to where we were back in February of 2020, right? Absolutely. So then what happens is, you know, let's not get upset that the Dow is down by triple digits early today. Uh, because that was just on the news of the jobs report. It'll bounce back next week. It's going to bounce back um, after Labor Day. Uh, you're going to see some activity. I think I think you're going to in in construction coming back and construction had a lull because there was that uh, supply chain and all. And I think, but there still is pent up demand. People want new appliances. People want to spend some money. Uh, and if they, the economies in other countries continue to close down, such as the European Union countries, then people will spend money here in the United States on various things, whether it's uh, trips or whether it's even buying and, and consumption. We are going to see, again, a slowdown in what I call non-residential spending, but you're still looking to see consumers, you and I, spending the money that we receive from the increase in wages. 
We are still waiting for final passage of infrastructure. The president made it a priority. Uh, there's the infrastructure as we, you know, kind of traditionally understand it. And then there is the, the bigger infrastructure that, that, goes a lot of places that Democrats have wanted to go for a long time. But when you're talking about infrastructure and specifically roads, bridges, transit, stuff like that, if you had, if you had any doubt about whether this was needed or if this is wasteful spending, I hope you paid attention the last few days after what the remnants of Ida did to this area. You need a gondola to get on the Vine Street Expressway. You know, you've got Central Park, New York, setting a record for most rain in an hour. You see these shots of the New York subway system, and it's cascading water down on the trains. This is desperately needed, and I I hope for any skeptics, the last few days have crystallized that. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. You are absolutely correct. And I've been saying all along to all the pundits who are saying, oh, they want to just beef up the the, uh, the debt and do things of that nature. It was for stormwater management, sewers. It was for broadband. It was for water. It was for wastewater management. That's infrastructure. Absolutely. And I've been screaming for years about all these subdivisions that are being overbuilt with hundreds and hundreds of homes. Look, it's the American dream to own a home. I get that. I appreciate that. I love the fact that people can buy homes. But when they do a subdivision, I think these local municipalities are wrong. These local counties are definitely wrong. They need to be putting in flood management programs like they do in other states. And I'm talking about football size flood management programs to contain water because the storm we just had, it's not a 150 year storm. It was a storm that we had a month ago. It was just more intense. And I'm scared of the next storm that's going to happen. I don't want 10 inches of rain coming in my um, neighborhood in a four hour period of time. We can't stop mother nature, but we can help her along and guide the water elsewhere and contain it with huge, huge retention basins. And I hope that the Democrats and Republicans and the few independents there uh, on Capitol Hill can get together and get a package together. The American people deserve it. It's more expensive to be reactive than to be proactive in a situation like this, isn't it? Aren't you going to pay more money? trying to repair and rebuild than if you are proactive and adjust things so that they can handle this more intense weather better? Absolutely. And I've worked and consulted in many municipalities throughout the tri-state area and some less progressive than others in their forward thinking about what should they do uh, when it comes to uh, stormwater management? What should they do when it comes to flood control? Uh, the the counties need to get along. The townships need to get along and stop thinking that they have their own little fiefdom and also think about what we do in one community, how does it affect another downstream? And that's a problem too, as well. They need to get along. I think uh, the longer we wait to do these projects, the more expensive it becomes. What are you seeing? We talked about wages rising. What are you seeing on the inflation front? Kind of the other end of that. Well, I've, the Fed is still calling it transitory. Um, I think inflation is going to slow down towards the end of the year. We're, we're going to have that at 5%, but it's not going to be the double digit doom and gloom that I hear some of my uh, pundits uh, on other stations talk about. It's not going to go that route. I don't think the chatter that I hear from the Federal Reserve, they don't want double digit inflation. Nobody wants it. So I know some people believe the Fed is out of control, but I think they're going to start pulling back 
early next year. They want to get through this holiday season. They want to get through this the, uh, the winter time and the fall and get people back to school, back to work. And let's see where all the chips fall when it comes to COVID-19, the Delta variant and anything else that's out there that, that may be a hindrance to the economy. What else are you keeping an eye on here as, believe it or not, we're in September? Well, I think it's going to be an early shopping season. I'm not saying a panic season, but I think people are going to shop earlier uh, than than usual, whether it's online or whether it's going to be uh, in the stores. I think uh, people realize what happened last year. They weren't able to get together with their families. They weren't able to celebrate, travel. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that activity as well. as far as the Eagles, I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> as far as the Sixers, well, goodbye, Ben. We'll see what happens <laughs> next year. Uh, I'm looking forward to college football, college basketball. I'm looking forward to uh, listening to some of the games uh, uh, on KYW, too, as well, <laughs> in other places, and listening to the sports reports. And uh, having fans back in the stands, that will be a big uh much-needed infusion of money for a lot of these local economies. Even last year, a lot of places that were able to play weren't able to have fans in the stands, and uh, it's going to be good to see that and good for a lot of, the, like I said, the local small-time, uh, small-town economies that kind of put prop up a lot of these areas around these stadiums. Oh, absolutely. They, they depend on that, whether it's only seven, eight times a year, uh, even, even your secondary, you know, your smaller schools, your state schools like Westchester, the, the local borough, they they actually love when there's a Saturday football game. They, the town is just filled with people. And hopefully this year it'll be just as good. People will be uh, able to enjoy themselves in a responsible way. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>